If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two, welcome back, Saturday Bet Prep, which is also going to be known as the Circa Friday Football Invitational. More details on that later. But Paul Stone is going to, going to be a contestant in our $25,000 Friday night contest here at the Circa Sportsbook. And uh, Paul Stone joins me now straight out of Texas, actually in Vegas in his hotel room tonight. Paul, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. Glad to be with you and uh, glad to be part of the 16-person the uh, invitational coming up this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is. At Paul Stone Sports on Twitter and also listen to uh, the Paul Stone Sports podcast if you get a chance. And uh, Paul, one of the sharpest college football guys around. You're trying to make trips to Vegas about every weekend during the college season, right? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I come out here and, and primarily bet the openers at Circa each Sunday, so I'm a, I'm a regular out here during the fall. All right, Paul, let's talk about some of the uh, bigger games and some of your best bets for Saturday. We're going to try to hit on a few of your win total plays at the end of the segment as well. I want to kick it off with uh, Cincinnati and Arkansas. And uh, Luke Fickle lost his quarterback, Desmond Ritter. He lost Sauce Gardner. He lost a lot uh, from last season's Bearcats team. This is a tough way to open the season against the Razorbacks, who were six-and-a-half-point home favorites. Where did you bet this, and uh, how did you bet it, and uh, who do you like here? Well, it's now Arkansas minus six and a half. I, I laid six with the Hogs. You know, a lot of people describe this, Matt, as a, as a square side, and I'll, I'll fall on that side this weekend. But, you know, Cincinnati, despite what Luke Fickle has built, built there, and it, it's an incredible transformation into, you know, a legitimate top 15, top 20 type team, 
but they had nine players selected in the NFL draft. Five of those guys were among the, the draft's first 100 selections. Uh, they lose six players. Six players were drafted off that defense. You mentioned Desmond Ritter. He was 44 and six as a starter. You could just go on and on. You look at Arkansas, they've got uh, K.J. Jefferson back, a quarterback, a true dual-threat guy. I just think Arkansas's lineup uh, a little stronger than Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to get there this season, but I think with so many new faces and new places, uh, Arkansas playing at home, I like the Hogs minus six and a half tomorrow over the Bearcats. Okay, one of Paul Stone's best bets there on Arkansas, Woo Pig Suey. How about UTEP and Oklahoma and Norman? And uh, – Give me your, your take on this matchup specifically because the Miners did not look good a week ago in their opener. Uh, but what you also in the big picture, what you expect from Brent Venables and this uh, new-look Oklahoma team? Yeah, it's obviously a, a big number tomorrow. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be waiting and see on, on Brent Venables and the Sooners. You know, Brent Venables, as successful as he's been at a, as a defensive coordinator for many years, most recently at Clemson, this is his first time as a major football head coach, and uh, they've lost a lot of players. Uh, I think he made a uh, statement that maybe 40 of his players were new this year. So that's that's a tremendous roster turnover, uh, even in the age of the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit iffy on the Sooners this year. The number is so uh, so big tomorrow on the the Sooners and the Miners that I, I won't be. Uh, be involved, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, if the Miners can make some improvements from uh, their week one game against North Texas and maybe make it at least interesting for a while against Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah, the Miners uh, not too impressive last week against the Mean Green. Uh, I did bet Oklahoma's win total under nine and a half, like I talked about in the previous segment. Did you get involved in the Sooners' win total or not? I did not. I mean, that's the only uh, only way I could have gone. But uh, you know, I just there's a the, the Big 12, to me, there's just a lot of games among the top five that could go either way that I just wasn't quite comfortable enough to go to go under on the Sooners. But that's certainly the only direction I could have gone. All right, Paul. Uh, I want to ask you about a game up the road in Reno, Texas State and Nevada. And right now, the favorite has flipped to Bobcats minus one, minus one and a half. We saw this number open Sunday night at uh, Nevada minus five and a half, I believe. One screen is showing the opener at ten and a half. I don't know where that was, uh, but did you hit this game when it opened? And are you looking to fade the Wolfpack in uh, Reno tomorrow night? You know, I, I haven't played this game, and I, I didn't get it initially. And then after Nevada, you know, opened uh, in such dubious fashion. Although they won due to plus five in the turnovers over New Mexico State, they were very unimpressive in that game. But, you know, as, as bad as Nevada looked, you've got to expect they're going to make some improvement to their second game. And this is just a, a Texas State team that under, you know, Jake's stood it all uh, They just hadn't won a whole lot of football games. I mean, I'm looking at their record here uh, the last five years, two wins, three wins, three wins, two wins, and four wins last year. Mm. So there's just not enough for me to, to want to get involved there. But certainly uh, Nevada's not a very good football team right now. Yeah, I find that kind of a fascinating matchup because I didn't get involved with North Texas here. I'm not sure. The, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, Texas State, by the way, is going to be uh, good enough to take advantage of uh, this Nevada team. I know a lot of people are eager to fade the Wolfpack right now, but maybe jumping the gun a little bit on the Texas State Bobcats. I'm not sure they got the firepower to get it done, but it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out with 
such a dramatic line move in that game from five and a half to one and a half the other way. How about Utah opening the season in the swamp? It's going to be humid in Gainesville. I think that's going to be a ch- tough adjustment for the Utes players. Uh, Cameron Rising and the Utes go in there as a two and a half, three point favorites. Tough way to open the season here, Paul. Utah at Florida. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, they're traveling uh, across three time zones. They're playing a 7 p.m. start there in Gainesville. Looking at the weather report, it's supposed to just be 80 degrees with over a 50% chance of rain at kickoff. So that could maybe be to the Utes' uh, advantage. But, you know, that they're still playing, even though Florida's got to, they've got to get that roster built up under first year head coach Billy Napier. It's still an SEC team. Uh, and Utah uh, still from, uh, you know, the lesser uh, of the conferences between the two of the Pac-12, you know, it would be a huge feather in the cap for the conference. I did play Utah here. I do like the Utes, but I do have uh, respect for the Gators. And uh, that's that's one of the more, to me, uh, intriguing games on the entire card on Saturday. Agree with you there. Okay, let's go to Florida State LSU on Sunday night. I wasn't sure that you were going to end up on the uh, LSU side in this game. I talked to you over the summer. Uh, I don't think you saw much of an advantage in the number. I did lay two and a half with LSU here. Are you on the same side Sunday night? I am. I mean, you know, I, I came around at some point, man. I know you you on their regular season win total over and have a good number there, I believe. You know, you just look at it. And, you know, first of all, they're playing this game in New Orleans at the Caesars Superdome. So that's got to be worth a point and a half, two points. Um you look at the rosters. I mean, LSU has one of the best receiving core in the, in the country. Uh, they've got a receiver, uh, Kayshawn Butte, that'll probably be a, a top 10 pick next April in the NFL draft. I like this. You know, I'm, I'm bullish on Florida State. I'll say that as well with mm-hmm. uh, Coach Mike Norvell there and, and so forth. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to get the call at quarterback for LSU over Garrett Nussmeyer. He's a dynamic uh, player. Started 29 games at Arizona State, threw for over 6,000, uh, ran for over 1,300 in three seasons there. I just think LSU's the the better team. Uh, I think the number should be a little more than three. Uh, I like LSU to beat Florida State uh, in that matchup. Yeah, Florida State off four straight losing seasons. The Tigers have won nine in a row in the Superdome, and that's uh, Sunday night football. Uh, how about Monday night? Clemson, a big favorite on the road against Georgia Tech. Uh, 22, 23, how high? Dave Koken said he that he wouldn't be surprised if the number closes 24. Do you like Clemson laying the points? Yeah, this was one of my, you know, I don't like to talk about numbers that are long gone, but this was one of my first plays back in May. I played Clemson minus 19, thinking it would go up, and I still like them at the high number. You look at this Georgia Tech team, um, he on his first three uh, years there, Jeff Collins only won three games in each of those three seasons loses his top player in the program by far, Jameer Gibbs to Alabama, really his only playmaker on offense. The offensive line during spring drills, they only had 12 scholarship linemen, six of those guys, freshmen or redshirt freshmen, and they're going up against the Clemson defense, especially that defensive front seven. You know, you got guys like Miles Murphy, Brian Breesey, guys that will be first, second round type picks. So I just don't see Georgia Tech scoring a lot of points against Clemson on Monday night. I like the under, especially in this game, at the current number of 51. Under 51. You're also on Georgia Tech. Season win total under 3.5 at minus 125, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same reasons. You know, they do have a a relative tap-in next week uh, against FCS Western Carolina. 
but their other non-conference games, they've got to go to Central Florida. They go to Georgia. They've got a home game against Ole Miss. So that's their uh, remaining non-conference games besides Western Carolina. Probably just going to be favored in one other game besides Western Carolina next week, and that would be a home date against Duke. So I just don't see it. I think he'd be doing good to win three games this year. So I played Georgia Tech uh, under three and a half minus 125 there at Circa. Paul, I want to talk about one more win total. You played Air Force over eight and a half at minus 150. I like this one as well. I didn't. I did not give it out as one of my best bets. But Boise's not my pick to win the Mountain West. I think it's Fresno or it's Air Force, and you got to give the Falcons a great shot here. So you played the Falcons over eight and a half. Yeah, shaded pretty heavy to the over right now, Matt. I think it's minus one fifty at uh, Westgate. But Air Force, they've got an uncharacteristic fifteen returning starters. One of those is a bruising fullback, probably my favorite player in college football, Brad Roberts. Uh, rushed for over thirteen hundred yards last year. You look at Air Force's schedule. They're going to be favored in at least 10 of their 12 regular season games when they play Boise State around midseason at home. If they're an underdog there, they'll be probably an underdog three or fewer points. Then they play at San Diego State uh, Thanksgiving Saturday. They might be getting three or so points you know, there. But other than that, they're going to be favored in their other 10 games. I think Air Force wins at least nine. So I like Air Force over eight and a half at minus 150. I think you're right about that as well. Paul Stone, he's going to be in the Circa Friday Football Invitational. Paul, thanks for your time tonight. Good luck tomorrow. Hey, uh, appreciate you having me on your uh, inaugural show. And good luck with it. And have a great weekend. All right. Follow him at Paul Stone Sports, host of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? 
On Death of an Artist, Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. As always, see DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings.com slash Levi's. All right, thanks to uh, Paul Stone for jumping on the previous segment to talk college football. Paul also played in the VEASAN Invitational Golf Tournament, the third annual we had. August 7th, out at the Prim Valley Golf Club across the California state line. Paul and his partner, Joey Mizell, tied me and uh, Joel Kajowski for the win uh, at 9-under-62 in that tournament. Not that anybody cares, but uh, our team won the tiebreaker. Anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, college football best bets. Golf is over. It's all college football in the NFL uh, right now. And... Um, I'm going to start with uh, the biggest game tomorrow, Notre Dame at Ohio State. And I know there's been a lot of sharp money on the Buckeyes here. Since this number went up from 14 to 17.5, I went ahead and grabbed the 17.5, not for a big bet, uh, just for a regular bet. Uh, A couple of days ago, I thought maybe this number would get up to 18. Who knows? It might get up to 18 tomorrow. I'm not sure right now. But I took 17.5. I thought at that point, uh, I got to take a bite on the Irish. Ohio State's offensive firepower is impressive, no doubt about it. You start with sophomore quarterback C.J. Stroud, and uh, plenty of reasons why the Buckeyes are the consensus number two team in college football. Alabama number one. I've got Alabama about four points better on my ratings. I don't think this Notre Dame team is a truly a top five team, and that's why when you're talking about wow, this is a big number for a top five matchup, Notre Dame's not a legit top ten team, top five team. Maybe a fringe top 10 team. Uh, the Irish, with their schedule this year, probably going to win nine games. Uh, could win 10, uh, but I think it's more likely Notre Dame's a 9-3 and three type of 10 that's nine, nine three type of team that's not a serious uh, playoff threat. This is the first trip to the horseshoe for the Irish since 1995. Now, if you go back to last season, uh, late last season at home, the Buckeyes scored a total of 115 points in their final two home games. Uh, against Michigan State and Purdue. And those were Spartans and Boilermakers teams and went on to win bowl games last season. So those were good teams, and Ohio State blew those teams out in Columbus, scoring a total of 115. That's why C.J. Stroud is probably the Heisman Trophy favorite. Also, he's a favorite because Alabama's got two candidates near the top, and Bryce Young and Will Anderson. 
And uh, Stroud is really the only legit Heisman candidate for the Buckeyes. They do have Travion Henderson, a stud running back, and a deep wide receiver core. But Stroud, somebody's going to win the Heisman for the Buckeyes. It's going to be C.J. Stroud. Uh, Notre Dame's going to start an inexperienced quarterback. Tyler Buckner is going to get the call. He's not surrounded by the type of playmakers Stroud has for Ohio State. If this game is a track meet, I think the Irish are in trouble. But they don't have the speed to keep up here. But I think what the Irish do have is enough strength on the offensive and defensive lines to keep this game competitive. Uh, Actually, when I rate the offensive lines, I rate Notre Dame better than Ohio State on both lines. Uh, Not by a lot, but by enough. Because I think a lot of times... When a game turns into a blowout, it's because the team gets overpowered up front, and I don't think that's going to happen to the Irish. You have eight returning starters on defense. Isaiah Foskey, probably a first-round pick on one end. I think Notre Dame's got enough to limit the big plays here. When this went to 17-and-a-half, I grabbed it. I think with some luck, the Irish are capable of keeping this maybe a one-score or ten-point game uh, deep into the fourth quarter. So 17-and-a-half there. Uh, also, tomorrow I played Boise State plus three against Oregon. Now, this number's two and a half on a lot of spots by now. And like I mentioned with Paul Stone, Boise, not my pick to win the Mountain West, but they're going to be right there. Top three in the league, 17 starters back. And uh, probably the best, I'm going to say nine of those starters are on defense, and probably the best defensive line in the conference. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, most experienced quarterback. He has 25 career starts. In the past 14 games against Pac-12 opponents, Broncos 10-4 and four straight up. Oregon State's a team I actually like a lot. I didn't really want to bet against the Beavers necessarily in this spot, but the more I looked at this matchup, I thought you had to take the points with the dog. And the reason why is the Beavers are going to be really good defensively. they got nine starters back. I think this is going to be one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. The problem is the offense is going to be pedestrian. Uh, Chance Nolan, not a dynamic quarterback by any means. He had 19 TDs, 10 picks a year ago. He's good, not great. He's not going to be as good because he doesn't have B.J. Baylor behind him. Stud running back who's gone. He had 1,337 yards rushing last year. I think this is the type of game that goes down to the wire, probably similar to uh, that Illinois-Indiana game tonight. But I like the Broncos' chances to win it, so I took the plus three uh, with the road dog. And that one. Also, Oregon State, I looked this up because a lot of times you have those historically terrible teams and you flip to the favorites role, things don't turn out so well. Oregon State was an underdog against every FBS opponent in 2019. And that's when Jonathan Smith started to uh, turn this program around. In 2020 and 2021 combined, Oregon State was a favorite in Pac-12 play five times, a favorite between one and a half and four points in those games. The Beavers went one and four straight up with the one win by three points. So I think the value here is with Boise State. This line opened four and a half. LSU over Florida State. We've talked about this game quite a bit on the show already tonight. Tigers minus three is uh, my play. I bet this is two and a half. I'd still play it at minus three. Uh, they have won nine straight in the Superdome. Florida State off uh, four straight losing seasons. That doesn't matter a whole lot because I think Mike Norvell is going to turn this thing around. I watched the game last week in Tallahassee. Not all that impressed. You can't take away uh, too much from games like that. Uh, It was Florida State 47, Duquesne 7. But the defense did not force a turnover in that game. And I think uh, Brian Kelly is going going to uh, turn this LSU program around in a hurry. Talked about the night and day difference between Ed Orgeron and his staff and what Brian Kelly's going to do. Kelly's like a Marine drill sergeant 
uh, compared to uh, Orgeron. And I think that uh, Jaden Daniels, who regressed the last couple of years at quarterback for the Sun Devils, you're going to see Kelly bring out the best in him. He's a really good quarterback coach. And uh, Kayshawn Boutte, a wide receiver, three highly touted running backs. Offensive line's a little bit of a concern. The reports I'm hearing out of LSU's campus. Uh, there are legit concerns about the offensive line, so watch that uh, in the first half Sunday night. But I think LSU is going to be good enough in the Superdome to get the win here. I'm calling LSU by seven over Florida State and Brian Kelly's debut. What's interesting is uh, Kelly opened the season last year as Notre Dame's coach in Tallahassee and uh, blew a big lead in the fourth quarter and had to win that game by three. Uh, I took the points with Florida State last year against Notre Dame. I was lucky to get the cover, but Irish also kind of lucky to escape in that game. And I agree with Paul Stone. It's a really intriguing matchup in Gainesville tomorrow. And I kind of like Utah in the game, but I'm not going to play the Utes. Uh, two and a half, three-point favorites. Now mostly two and a half uh, across the board. I did bet Utah to win the Pac-12 at plus 225. And I think the Utes have a big advantage in the schedule because they get USC at home. I know they have to play on the road late in the season against Oregon. I don't have that high of expectations for the Ducks, so I'm not that concerned about it. Uh, Utes also have to play at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Uh, Kyle Whittingham, if he doesn't have the best defense in the conference, he's going to be close to it. He's definitely got a much better defense than USC, much better defense than UCLA. Uh, and he's got a quarterback in Cameron Rising, who I think is, uh, if the Utes can win this game in Gainesville, watch out for Cameron Rising as a Heisman candidate. I got him at 100-1. to After Whittingham made the switch at QB last season, the Utes averaged 38 points a game. And uh, they pummeled Oregon twice. And that was an Oregon team that kind of quit, too, uh, with a coach who had one foot out the door. But again, in this game on uh, Saturday, I'm staying away from Utah here because uh, I did bet Utah over its season win total, even though that was not one of my best bets. The number was a little bit too high. I wasn't crazy about it. This is a Utah team. I bet over nine. This is a Utah team I think can win 10, could win 11. It's probably going to drop one somewhere. Might drop this game at Florida. The thing that concerns me the most about this is uh, the heat and humidity in Gainesville, and that's something you got to watch in the second half because uh, that humidity could uh, wear down the Utes players and could become a factor if you're looking to make a, uh, a halftime play. So Utah opens the season out Florida, really does not face another threat on the schedule until facing Oregon State on October 1st and then at UCLA the following week and then the big game against USC on October 15th. But I like the Utes quite a bit, and um, I'm hope, hoping they can pull out this game of Florida, but I'm not going to play it. i got too many eggs in the Utes basket at this point. And um, even at plus three, I couldn't fault anybody who wanted to take the points with uh, Florida in that one. It's a very difficult way to open the season, to go to the East Coast and play in the heat and humidity in Florida in a new coach's first game. All right, thanks to uh, Paul Stone. Opening up this hour with his college football best bets. Guess who's next? Mike Palm of the D and Circa. He's going to join us here in a few minutes. we get Mike Palm's thoughts on the new contest and his best bets next. Stay tuned. Be Sin, the Sports Betting Network. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on v the Sports Betting Network. Okay, make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. 
at the www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em. Now to join the action, Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. All right. Mike Palm, the VP of uh, the D Circa Golden Gate, joins us now. And, uh, Mike, I wanted to talk quickly about your trip to uh, Reno this week because Derek Stevens was in here to start the show with me tonight. Very impressive-looking book up there at the Legends Bay Casino and Sparks in the Reno area. How was your trip up north? It was nice. It was the first time I've ever been to the Reno area. I was very impressed with the casino. Looks very nice. Uh, obviously, we did a great job designing that. Uh, our team, the, the, you know, it's like a mini circus for it. You know, Derek was, it was like Derek Day up there. I, I couldn't believe it. He was sitting on stage. They had a casino opening event. We did our event at 8 o'clock, but at 4.30 before the f- private party inside at 5, the mayor of Sparks, Governor Sisolak, the owners of the can. Derek was on stage. Every speech was Derek this, Derek that. Governor Sisolak proclaimed it Circus Sports in Northern Nevada Day. He referenced Derek four times, brought bringing his Southern Nevada know-how to the Reno market. The, the mayor talked to Big Ed Lawson, talked about Derek Stevens, this and that. I said, Derek, why were you even on the dais? You had as much right as the guy selling pizza by the slice. You're just a partner up there. I, I didn't understand it. So when I gave my speech at 730, I had planned to talk about Derek, but they, they had said everything, but he rested on the seventh day. So I introduced the rest of our team. Uh, I said Derek Stevens might be the new Mr. Las Vegas. It's out with Wayne Newton and with Derek Stevens. Um, he needs to buy those if we can lock up Krivsky. Uh, that, that's a good move. He needs to start raising some money. Mike Palm with us, VP of Operations at Circuit the D and uh, Golden Gate and a uh, sharp football handicapper as well. Mike, you're going to be on the show every ten, every Friday night at 1030, and you're going to have your five best bets for the weekend. I'm going to do my feb, five best bets at 1045. We're going to compare our results against the pros in the contest. We're going to have 16 handicappers in the Circa Friday Football Invitational. Uh, this is a recreation of the old Stardust with a slightly different, I think, much improved uh, format. And, uh, Mike, it's also, also I have to give credit to Derek Stevens, like everybody did in Reno the other day, for his generosity. He's going to put up $25,000 for this contest, and we're going to kick it off next Friday night. I'm glad uh, that you're going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. You put a lot of effort into this show and coming up with this format that uh, replicates what they did at the Stardust. And the first 12, I mean, there's a killer's uh, killer's row already there with the top advantage player, Randy McKay. Uh, obviously, Paul Stone, one of the top college football guys. And I'm a little scared. I mean, if I had to make books, this, this buckets, this buckets guy, I think you got to make buckets like like uh, eight to one just from the description you gave from Delmar. So I, I think he, you're right with the for Bobby Buckets Brubeck, watch out for him. It could be a silent assassin in the contest that nobody's paying attention to right now. But you're going to get to know him pretty soon. He's going to be in studio here in Circa in a couple of weeks. He's out of Austin, Texas. Uh, We'll throw up the names of the guys in the contest. So far, we have 12 confirmed. Chris Zanuck uh, confirmed today. And uh, we got Chuck Edel, Chris the Bear Felica, and Doug Kazarian from ESPN. Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Randy McKay, who's going to be on this show in the final hour tonight. Uh, Mike North, Chicago radio personality. Aaron Renning, 
great NFL, NBA handicapper. Dan Saley, a really sharp college football handicapper from Vegas. Dan's here in the Circus Sportsbook tonight. James Salinas, a former winner of the Westgate Super Contest. And uh, Paul Stone. So we have 12 confirmed, and we got four more spots open. Mike, how about the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor? And uh, the numbers now and where you expected to be and where you think the numbers are going to finish up in the two major Circa football contests. It's right, right where I expected it to be. I mean, we're just over 4,000 now in the, in the Survivor. I tried to get Derek again this year. You know, last year, Maddie, Jeff Benson and I thought we had him convinced to do four, $4 million and $4 million, and they wound up both contests just under 4,100. It would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we thought we were going to get him to do $6 million Survivor, $4 million in the millions. Now, nah, you can't do that with Derek. Got to go forward, six and six. You know, I think we get there in the Survivor. I think the Survivor goes past it. I think we get maybe 63, 6,400, but the millions is in big trouble. 29,14 tonight. I mean, to get the 6 million, 6,000 entries, we'd have to do 385 a day the last eight days. That ain't happening. We might average 385 between the two, but not certainly not the millions. You know, a guy said to me, and, and you attended these these uh, meet and greets at the, the Bar Canada on the Friday nights of the sign-up weekend. Guy said to me, and I thought it was very apt, he said he gets a couple entries in both, but he said the Survivor is like the opening weekend of March Madness where the common man can win. There's Cinderella stories, the 12 seeds, the 13 seeds. He said, I feel like the Circa Millions, I'm in the U.S. Open playing against the best players in the world with five ticks a week the whole season. And I thought that's pretty accurate. Yep. That is an accurate accurate uh, depiction of it. I agree. So where do you think, if you had to pick, put, put the number, let's put a total on it. Where do you think the millions is going to end up, Mike? Forty-three twenty. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say closer to five thousand. Right. No. And all the advantage players like the Randy McKays and the poker players swoop in the last few days uh, and and pump it up because the overlay will be obvious. But I still think I'd be surprised if it gets north of forty-five hundred. Okay. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Palm Circa. You're going to find him on this show every Friday night at 1030, and you're going to find Mike on a variety of VSIN shows uh, throughout the week. Mike, uh, let's talk college football and a couple of your best bets. Uh, fire your best bets for tomorrow's action with us right now. Yeah, uh, I, I laid six and a half with Arkansas at home against Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I like Pickle a lot, but you got to replace Desmond Ritter at quarterback. It's part of that secondary. You know, Fayetteville's a tough place to play. As Sarkeesian last year, they got actually run out of there with Texas. I like this Arkansas team. Maybe I'm influenced by Stormy, who covered them in the bowl game, but she loves everything about this program. I think they're doing a great job. Outside of that game when they went between the hedges against Georgia, I mean, they were competitive in every game. You got a dual-threat quarterback. I thought that number would come back closer to 10. So anything under 7, I think, is a play. Uh, and then Notre Dame, I, you know, they've got to score a ton of points if they want to stay in this game. And the number 17, uh, I don't see Ohio State scoring less than 38. I just don't. I mean, this is a juggernaut of an offense. you got to, you got to play them in your very first game with a new head coach who gave up 28 points in the second half to an Oklahoma State that it wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire last year in the bowl game. I went over in the Notre Dame game. I, I don't want to bet against Notre Dame, but I took over. 59, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Um, and then I have a play, but it's not a play anymore. When this number came out, Amal and I both jumped on Utah plus one 
at Florida. Of course, it's a much different story now laying a field goal. Such an interesting game for both conferences, though. It's one thing for Utah, you know, to punch Oregon in the face and just say, hey, we're going to run on your fourth and two in the opening series and run it down your throat against those Pac-12 defenses. Now you got to go down to the swamp in the heat and humidity and play against an SEC defense. If they can push them around, then all these people that bet, and maybe you too, that bet Oregon to make the playoff and perhaps like Dave Tooley to win it all may have a, may have a real case here. Yeah, Utah to win the Pac-12, uh, my pick. You know, Mike, I, I wrote up in the v college football game, Utah to make the college football playoff, but it's just kind of trying to find a team outside the norm that, that could uh, crash that party. It gets so boring trying to predict college football, the Final Four, when you're talking about Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. It's the same teams uh, we talk about every year. So who outside that group could do it this year? I think Utah, but this game in Gainesville is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a big hurdle to get over for the Utes, especially in that heat and humidity, and I'm concerned about the Utes. I'm not going to bet them in this spot, but I think what's going to be interesting to watch is what you you hit on there is uh, the trenches. Who's winning up front? And then in the second half, you're going to have to watch Utah potentially wear down, excuse me, in that humidity, and that might be a factor if you're going to bet the second half of that game. But I think it's a fascinating opener. It's just a tough way for the Utes to open the season. Mike, we got about – uh, 45 seconds left. Do you have any uh, NFL futures uh, that you played that you want to mention tonight and uh, recommend? I, yeah, I parlayed uh, – I, I did two two-team parlays on division. I parlayed Packers to win NFC North with Bills to win AFC East, and I parlayed Bears to be last in the North with Seahawks to be last in the West. It's two parlays with favorites to get near even money on those parlays, and I made one – futures bet and it's just small i took the steelers over eight and a half wins at plus at two to one just because i i'm down on the browns uh but the, i don't know how to explain it but the super bowl hangover for the losers is real right but cincinnati i i think baltimore wins but look tomlin's never had a losing record if he keeps that going they have to win nine games and go nine and eight so i'll take that shot at two to one you know, I, I think the uh, the Steelers are being underrated by a lot of people, so I don't dislike that play. All right, Mike Palm's going to be with us every uh, Friday night here at 1030. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it. Congrats on the new show, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, quick break. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, back in a couple minutes. Next hour, Randy McKay and Doug Kazarian. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it's going to be great to have Brent Musburger on here Sunday mornings from the Circus Studio this fall. Hey, it's football season. Betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. We have the college and pro football betting guides. Check it out. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe to get those now. You have best bets on season win totals and a lot more. Sign up early. And for a discounted $175, you receive both guides and full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to boost your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Okay, next hour, Randy McKay. Big Randy's going to join us. And uh, Doug Kazarian at 11.30. Both guys are going to be in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. Let's take a look. At NFL Week 1, I'm going to run down the games, and the season kicks off on Thursday night with the Bills and the Rams. And right now, Buffalo, a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road, and a total 52-and-a-half in L.A. on uh, Thursday night. Tredavious White, the Bills' best cornerback, is out. And nobody's really talking about that, but I think it's going to be significant uh, facing the Rams in that passing offense. No real concerns right now, it sounds like, with Matthew Stafford's elbow which is talked, a lot, a lot, talked about a lot during training camp. Uh, but here's my uh, pro tip on this game. Wait until Thursday. The Bills are such a popular public team right now. Wait to see if this number goes up to three. And if it does, take the Rams plus three. That's what I'm going to do. I, I want to play. I want to be on the home dog here. But there's no reason to jump in at two and a half. And I, I think there is a decent chance we're going to see some books there are sharp books and there are square books. And the square books take a lot of public action. And those books are more likely to get Buffalo Bills bets 
leading up to Thursday, and you might see a three flash, and at that point, bet the Rams. That's our pro tip for the hour. We do one every show on the VSIN uh, shows across the network. That means at least 20 every day. All available for VSIN pro subscribers only at vsin.com, where you can sort them by sport and show. Find the VSIN pro tips at vsin.com slash pro tips. Next game on the schedule, Ravens at Jets. And how about this? One thing that's very interesting about this NFL schedule in week one, you have 10 home dogs. When, you can, when can you remember that many home dogs in week one? And I love home dogs, so I like this week one schedule uh, quite a bit. The 10 home dogs, by the way, are the Rams, the Jets, the Falcons, Bears, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Seahawks. I'm probably going to land on at least three of those uh, for my five contest plays next week. Ravens right now seven-point favorites on the road against the Jets. Actually, six and a half here at Circus. So the number has dipped a little bit. A lot of times you're going to have uh, pros come in and take that plus seven. Uh, but DraftKings still showing seven. Circa at six and a half. Total of uh, 44 and a half. No play on that game for me right now. But I have uh, high hopes for the Ravens, and I have a bet on them at plus 140 to win the AFC North. I like Baltimore to bounce back after losing six straight uh, to finish last season. All right, Saints and the Falcons. Uh, Saints right now, five-and-a-half-point favorites at Circa, up from five. The total up to 43 uh, from 41-and-a-half. So a little bit of action uh, right there on the Saints and on the over. And uh, that's not – of all the home dogs on the list, the Falcons are one I'm not really considering uh, right now. I don't think the Falcons are going to be as bad as some people think, but that's not really a team I want to jump on in week one. I think the Saints, uh, actually one of my uh, division bets is the Saints to win the NFC South a plus 310. I think they've closed the gap quite a bit on the Buccaneers. And uh, with Jameis Winston and all the weapons he's got on that offense, watch out. The Saints got a shot to be really good. And their defense is legit. Uh, let's go to Patriots and Dolphins. As much as I hate to bet against Bill Belichick with a rookie coach and Mike McDaniel, I don't have any interest and playing the Patriots plus two and a half. But guess what? Circa moved to three today. So if you like the Pats, grab the plus three. You can also find that number, I believe, at DraftKings. But uh, I'm a little bit surprised to see this uh, at three right now. I thought it would show up at some point before the game. But I do know a lot of sharp betters who like the Dolphins here. So if you like the Dolphins, find the two and a half out there and play it. Uh, Mac Jones was the best of the rookie quarterbacks last season. There's no doubt about that. But the Patriots didn't do a lot to put weapons around him. And, in fact, the offensive coordinator situation is uh, clumsy at best. Right now, it looks like Matt Patricia, a former defensive coordinator, is going to be calling the plays. I have no idea what Bill Belichick is doing. Uh, he's like a mad scientist who's uh, lost his mind. Anyway, the Patriots look like they're going to be a bet against here. Sharp money is against them. Uh, but, hey, it's Belichick against the rookie coach, and you're catching three. Uh, so you're going to have some people making a case for the Patriots, too. I'm probably going to pass on that game. How about Browns and Panthers? And in the offseason, at one point, you could have grabbed the uh, Panthers a plus four. I think a four and a half was even out there. I know Will Hill, the VEASAN handicapper, grabbed four uh, with the Panthers. And uh, we've had a big shift in this number for obvious reasons. So initially, you were going to have 11 home dogs in week, no, in, uh, week one. Now you've only got 10. The Panthers, two-point favorites at the uh, Circus Sportsbook right now, a total of uh, 41 and a half. So you got, you've had a flip here of about, eh, let's say, six points on the line 
Baker Mayfield going to start for Carolina, facing his former team in the Cleveland Browns. And Jacoby Brissett's going to be a quarterback with Josh Dobbs behind him. Not too crazy about Carolina at this adjusted price. And uh, sometimes you want to buy on bad news in the NFL. And I think there's been a lot of bad news around the Browns. And uh, they might not be the worst bet here, especially if that number goes to three. Uh, There's going to be a lot of emotions involved with Baker Mayfield facing his former team. And sometimes that's not a good thing. All right, let's go to Steelers. And Bengals, and it's uh, the number is six and a half, total of 44 and a half. If you remember last season, uh, the Steelers went on the road. They got a little bit fortunate with uh, turnovers, but hey, you make your breaks, and the Steelers took advantage of it. They beat the Bills, I think it was 23-17 in week one a year ago when not many people were giving the Steelers a chance to win that game. A similar situation here where the Steelers open on the road against the Bengals, the defending Super Bowl champs, excuse me, Super Bowl losers, <laughs> They lost to the Rams in the Super Bowl, defending AFC champs. And uh, the Bengals, big favorites here. But Joe Burrow uh, has not seen much action here in the preseason. And uh, I would grab the Steelers here, especially if I can get seven. That's something I would consider. And I do think you're going to see a little bit more action on the favorites and a chance for some of these dogs to, to catch better numbers on some of these dogs by the time week one kicks off. And don't forget the week one's got such a – Huge wagering handle. Everybody gets involved. A lot of times the favorites get a ton of play, and you're going to get better numbers on the dogs the closer you get to kickoff in these games. 49ers and Bears. And I think this is a really interesting game, not only because Trey Lance and Justin Fields are going head-to-head, but also because the Niners have Jimmy Garoppolo back as the number two quarterback. And you wonder a little bit now, is Trey Lance looking over his shoulder? Uh, But the most interesting aspect to me is that nobody wants to bet the Bears. It's all bad news with the Bears. And uh, the Niners are going to be bet every which way. They're going to be a huge, uh, hugely popular teaser side. I think if you're a bookmaker uh, next weekend and you look at the action on the NFL Week 1 card, you're going to have somewhere around 75% of the teaser action is going to be is going to, going to involve the 49ers. You're going to knock that number from 7 down to 1. Nobody thinks the Bears can win that game. Uh, be careful uh, with that one. It wouldn't surprise me if Trey Lance does not play well on the road in week one. Uh, so that's one I'm probably going to stay away from. But I think uh, you're going to have heavy public action on the Niners, on teasers, and that one. And the Bears could be surprisingly competitive there. I just don't like to play road favorites. And uh, that's why week one sets up pretty well with me, with pretty well for me with all the home dogs. Here's another home dog. The Lions catching four against the Eagles. And Philly's one of my favorite teams going into this season. I bet Philly to win the NFC East right here at the Circus Sportsbook about a month ago, plus 185. I've uh, got the Eagles over their win total. Uh, I, I like Jalen Hurst to have a breakout season. I know some people are going to scoff at that, but if you look at the trade for A.J. Brown and all the speed the Eagles have at receiver, they have also arguably one of the uh, top three offensive lines in the NFL. There are no more excuses. The Eagles have put Jalen Hurts in a position to sink or swim, and I think he's going to swim. Actually, I think this guy's going to have a breakout year with all the weapons around him. He's got pretty good running backs behind him as well. Uh, Watch out for Jalen Hurts having a much better season than some of the cynics uh, think. But am I going to lay the four on the road in week one? Probably not, Uh, even though I do like the Eagles. I think that if you look back at last season, the Lions were really competitive in a lot of games. They just found ways to lose. Uh, This is not a home dog I'm probably going to play. 
I'm not going to lay the points on the road with the Eagles either. All right, we're about halfway through the card in NFL Week 1. I'll finish the rest uh, to lead off the next hour. We're also going to talk more about the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. And uh, stay tuned because Randy McKay and Doug Kazarian join the show in the next hour. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.